If you felt great in your body, how would that change your life? How would it change your body? And how would it change your level of happiness? Women deserve to feel great in the skin they're in and to live a life they truly love. Now is the time to join the host of For the Health of It, Master Health Coach, Julie Medesi. Hello and welcome to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Julie Medesi, and I'm super excited for today's episode because have we got some good stuff for you. We are going to talk a lot about the lovely phases of life called perimenopause and menopause and postmenopause and all the things on both sides. So um, let's just jump right in. And I'm going to ask you, have you ever looked in the mirror and wondered, who is that woman staring back at me? If so, welcome to midlife. To paraphrase the immortal Betty Davis, aging ain't for sissies. It's a time of life that gets a bad rap because of the many changes a woman's body and mind go through and the stigma that goes along with it still. And it's all made worse by the conflicting information you read in the mainstream media. Once you add in all the social media pressure, images of all the products and programs showing women over 40 sporting six-pack abs and promising that you can do the same with virtually no effort, it's no wonder you stare and think, what the heck is happening? So today you are going to enjoy a pretty broad conversation and open conversation, some real talk about what happens during these trans transitional years of perimenopause and postmenopause, what's normal and what an aging body is supposed to look like. And spoiler alert, it might not be what you think. I'm super excited to be joined by a special guest today, women's coaching specialist, Lisa Austin, and to get to Today, the both of us are on a mission to empower women over 40 to embrace their bodies, kick midlife in the ass, and reclaim their vitality. So let's have a conversation to help you better understand what happens with your body during these transitional years and provide you with some simple and effective strategies to help you navigate the uncharted waters with purpose humor, and a little bit of self-compassion. So welcome, Lisa. I'm super excited about the conversation we're going to have today. Hi, Julie. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, let me read your bio, and then we're going to just dive into this, into this topic. We've already had some pretty amazing conversations about it. Um, so Lisa is a women's coach, coaching specialist and health advocate dedicated to helping women embrace the beauty of aging during the transformative phase of menopause. With a background in coaching and over 10 years of experience in the health and fitness industry, Lisa empowers women to love themselves and their reflections. Having personally experienced the challenges of hormonal shifts and symptoms during her own menopausal journey, Lisa aims to normalize women's experiences and provide support during this important stage of life. Lisa's unique perspective comes from her recent ADHD diagnosis, which was magnified by the decline in estrogen. Sharing her insights, she helps women navigate the transition with greater ease. Her mission is to inspire women to celebrate who they are now and find happiness by embracing their current stage of life. Lisa believes that every woman is wonderful and deserving of self-acceptance. Yes. So 
we came into this discussion together because we both have had our own experiences with this whole lovely journey. And we're now studying to become certified menopause coaching specialists. So let's talk a little bit about the lead in to this phase of your life and what got you really interested and passionate about it. Well, the going through and not really knowing what the heck was going on, um, thinking to myself, I'm too young to be having these hot flashes. And why am I so moody? I remember um, Christmas here and having to leave the room like three times as I went and cried. My kids are, who are grown adults are looking at each other. It's like, who is this person? It's like I was all over the place and I didn't know what was going on initially. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me how little information there is and how poorly educated we are as we head into this, because let's face it, this is a change of life that strikes us at pretty much any age. Um should we talk first about kind of what the phases are and, and what menopause actually is? We can we can start there for sure. Okay. Um so when we're going through puberty, right? We yeah, I like the somebody said once to me, when you're in menopause, you're changing um acne for wrinkles, but that isn't necessarily a very accurate description. I like to say wisdom lines, but when you're when you're going through puberty and you start into having menstrual cycles, that's the period they call menarche. And then anywhere between there and when you start having changes in your hormonal levels, that's basically when you start entering perimenopause, which is a period before actual menopause. But a lot of people don't know that menopause is actually one day. Yeah. And I feel sorry for any of those other ladies out there that are like me and ended up having to have a hysterectomy because how do you know when you're actually postmenopausal or when that date is for being um, hitting menopause? Yeah, it's yeah. it's 365 days after your last period. Yeah, is the actual and every- day of menopause. Yeah. And then everything after that is post-menopause. So yeah, yeah, people are like, oh, I'm in this long period of menopause. So it's, I think it's important, first of all, to understand how the cycles work and how the transitions work. So the reality, let's talk a little bit about the reality of aging and menopause. Now you've been through other things that I haven't, for example, you've had children and I know that has an impact on how people experience um, the symptoms of menopause. What do you think has been the toughest part of it for you? For me, I don't think it was any one symptom. I had a crash of, it felt like eight different symptoms all at once. And I think the worst part was not getting enough sleep. So I wasn't able to recover, think clearly. And there was the depression that went along with that, um, being so irritable, the joint pain. Oh my God, it hurt to, to walk anywhere, to do anything. 
So it was hot flashes, night sweats, um, moodiness. The the hot flashes were just absolutely constant. It would once one was done, another one would start. It was it was crazy. So I think that was probably the worst point for me. Sure. And I, I can relate to that because three months after we got to Italy, which was nine and a half years ago, I started, well, what I didn't know was that was when menopause was for me. And I started into those hot flashes and I swore my hot flashes were solely responsible for global warming because, <laughs> you know, it. I nobody, there's all these jokes about it, right? We're just she warms the room, um, our personal summer, whatever we, whatever we want to call it. Um, but yeah, I, I had, it's like having an anxiety attack and I, I don't remember another point in life where you sweat like that or where your body temperature goes up like that, except maybe if you have excessive fever. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's totally uncomfortable and it's just, there's there's nothing you can do like yeah they say to wear layers and it's like well what good is layers when you're you're literally there with a tank top on and there's nothing more to take off I actually had if you're on the podcast you won't be able to see this but a friend of mine gifted me this fan because I had to start <laughs> carrying it with me and it's we're we're I know we're sounding like a horror story, but believe me, there there are things that we can do. But I I think one of the things that's important to to understand is that every woman experiences menopause differently. So you talked about joint pain. I experienced some of that. I know a few women who've gone through and maybe had a little bit of fluster with hot flashes and very little else that they experienced. And then um, I know other women who have been far worse than, than you or I have. Um, and I, I, I wonder, I wonder like, as far as resources go, when women are trying to understand all of this, where, where did you start to look for, for help? Where did you start to try to understand? Oh, wow. Um, I want to say I finally reached out to a couple women that were a little bit older than me. Um, my mom and my sister didn't go through anything remotely like I did. So they, they couldn't help me. So I want to say it was uh, a woman that went through one of my coaching certifications with, and she told me about another woman who is a, a fellow PN coach. Um, and I'm having one of my brain fog moments where it's um, I'm drawing a blank on her name and it's, I can picture her. Um, she did the book Metapocalypse. Oh yes. Amanda. Thiebe, Thiebe. Is it? Thiebe, yes. Thiebe. Um, she has a Facebook group. So I was directed to into her Facebook group and that's where I first started finding out a little bit more about it. And then it's like, Oh, so when you try to do any searches online, really next to nothing comes up. Um, so it's like, where where do I go? Once I was able to start finding out that some of these things are normal and lots of women go through it, it it took the the stigma off. It took the stress off. And it was just like, wow. Beyond that, 
I can't even say. I think it was just a matter of um, getting the same information over and over and over again that it really started to click. It's like we really don't know a lot about what menopause is and how it can affect everything. So, yeah, that's that's great. And that that um, that group, if you're interested in checking it out, it's called Menopausing So Hard. And Amanda Thebe is really good. Her book is really good. Um, It's a it's a resource that I would recommend as well. It's interesting to me because, as you say, you had so many different symptoms and so did I. And the mood swings and the brain fog and the the irritability, I think, are probably more common symptoms for for many women going through this kind of thing. But there are other changes um, that that women experience. And I, I, I would like to discuss those a little bit more in detail when we come back from the break, because I think it's important for women to understand that what they're feeling, like you said, is normal. It changes the entire experience. It's something that we've been afraid to talk about for so long. And especially you and me and this in our generation has been like, you know, oh, no, no, we don't we don't discuss women's anatomy. We don't discuss the icky things that happen to our bodies. We don't we don't talk about those things. We just go on and keep taking care of everybody else. And meanwhile, you know, they the jokes about mommy's little helper hidden under the kitchen sink or whatever it might be, whether it's a fan or a bottle or a an ice pack. <laughs> it's hard to say, but we'll we'll talk some more about those specific changes and and symptoms that you might experience when we come back from the break. But so far, I hope you've taken something away that says it's okay if you're experiencing some strange symptoms, if you're experiencing some things that don't make sense to you and that no one can explain. Even your doctor doesn't understand this stuff fully. So I'm really excited to be here with Lisa Austin. And today we are talking about all things menopause on For the Health of It here on the Inspired Choices Network. Please stay tuned. We're going to come back and dive into some more symptoms, understanding your changing body and the fact that, you know what, we may be getting older, but it doesn't mean we aren't getting any better. We'll talk to you again after the break. Do you know that health and vitality are your body's natural state of being? Is that what your life feels like? Or do you feel like that's more of a pipe dream than an achievable goal? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing those not-so-fun changes to your body or lacking energy and worrying about the side effects of aging, wishing you could fit back into your clothes, it is time for you to learn how to change it all. When you tune into For the Health of It with Master Health Coach Julie Medesi, you'll learn how to regain your sense of badassery so you can navigate midlife like a boss. Listen to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time and 7 Pacific Time and 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world 
knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is For the Health of It with Julie Medesi. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to julie at evexiahealth.com. That's J-U-L-I at E-V-E-X-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And now, back to the program. Welcome back. Thank you for rejoining us here on For the Health of It on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Julie Medesi, and I'm joined today by guest Lisa Austin. We are talking about your beautiful aging body. In the first segment, we were talking a little bit about some of the symptoms we've experienced and a little bit of our own story. And I think it's important for women to know that we all experience menopause differently. We're going to have different symptoms. It's going to start at a different age. It's going to end. I shouldn't say end at a different age. We'll get into that in a minute. But you're going to finish those symptoms at a different point in your life. The intensity is going to be different. The variety of symptoms are going to be different, but it's not all without hope. And that's what we want to talk about today, because if you leave here with nothing else, we want you to have the hope and some tools that you can use to help you not have to deal with what we did because we were lacking that information. So I somebody said once, menopause is kind of like the weather. You know it's coming but you're not really sure what it's going to be until you're in it. You think that's fair? I think that's pretty fair for sure. For sure. So, so we, we had a discussion um, some time ago about the, the changes to your body and all of the different symptoms. Can we talk a little bit more about what other women might experience? Um, do you remember some of that conversation? I, I do, yes, uh, and I will do my best to try to remember to list some all of those different things as well. Um, where do you, where do we start? Um, yeah. The I think our hair color can be one of the big ones. Um, what our hair is like. I know a lot of people have said that um, once they reached a certain point, their hair went from straight to curly or curly to straight. Um, some people have said that their hair is a lot more dry than it ever used to be, a lot more brittle. Our skin starts to change. It's not quite so supple anymore. It doesn't have the, the elastin in it as, as much anymore. Our joints are going to change. We're not going to have as much lubrication in our joints as what we used to have. Um, what else? Help me out here, Julie. Yeah, um, the the difference in the way fat is distributed around your body. Yeah. yeah. And some of that is lifestyle related. Some of it is hormonal related. Um, your body doesn't need to prepare for childbirth anymore. And so it's doing other things. And the way that the hormone levels change and the drop in estrogen will change the way fat is deposited around your body. It changes the way the endocrine system functions and with the way all the hormones talk to each other. For sure. Um, yeah. I think diet, your diet has a, a big, can, I shouldn't say hat, it can have a big impact on it because if you're eating a lot of processed foods, 
with a lot of um, phytoestrogens in them or um, xenoestrogens and skincare products and, and other things that you use that can also affect your body's ability to process out spent hormones, your liver health, um, because hormones are usually converted in the liver. Um, certainly thyroid hormones are, and I know it processes out a lot of the other of the other hormones. I think something else that women don't realize, and one of the things I experienced that is still frustrating to me to this day, I'm really lucky that I haven't lost hair. I know women who have have thinning of their hair, but it's the little chin hairs that we get <laughs> as yeah, as the estrogen and progesterone and and other things shift balances because we do have testosterone in our systems and yeah. i think i think there's still a lot of women who don't realize that we we have testosterone in various levels and so sometimes those those hormone shifts can make us sprout little black hairs in places we don't necessarily want to have them <laughs> yeah um during this change is when i basically learned all of the different things that happen and what are hormones what we need them for so I just wanted to say, though, when it comes to the estrogen, we we still need to have that estrogen. And when our body isn't producing it anymore, like through the ovaries, then we start getting our estrogen through the fat distribution that we get around the waist. So we might think that we don't want to have that fat around our middles, but we are going to get it to some degree and being OK with it to some degree because we need it. If we don't have estrogen, then that's going to have a lot of other snowball effects down the line for how our body's going to react and the different sure. symptoms that go along with that. Yeah. So and it's heart health to find is that big... balance. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So it's okay to have a little bit of belly. Um, and quite honestly, I think we put way too much pressure on ourselves being angular and bony. We don't need to be that. It's nice to be round and shapely and curvy and, you know, depends to each his own. But I I would prefer that with a safe distribution of fat than to have the alternative. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think one of the biggest things that was magnified. So I got into health and fitness as a fear thing initially. I didn't want to lose my mobility. I didn't want to, you know, do you remember that? I don't know if you've ever seen that commercial where there's a, a commercial online where one side of the screen is all nice and bright and fun and lively and the couple is active. And then the other side of the screen is um, this elderly person sitting in a chair with uh I think it's an oxygen mask and it's all gray and, you know, they're, they're old and decrepit and looking very miserable. And then seeing my grandparents go through their phase and pass on, it was like, I don't want to be that. So that started my health and fitness journey to, you know, be more active. And when we, as we age, go through menopause, we start losing our muscle tone, we start, everything kind of starts shifting, and it's trying to swing that back around and try to build, concentrate more on, you know, exercising, building muscle than worrying about how much fat I have on my body. 
Exactly. And that, that we get so obsessed. And this, I went, you know, in the intro, I was talking about these, these products and, and programs that promise six pack abs. Oh. And first of all, you don't want that in menopause and postmenopause. It's not healthy. Secondly, what you have to do to actually make that happen, if it's genetically possible, is take such, it's... it has such a cost. It has such a cost. I mean, living on steamed broccoli and baked chicken for, you know, three meals a day and counting every single thing that goes in your mouth and not socializing and getting nine, 10 hours of sleep every night. And good luck with that when you're having hot flashes and night sweats. Exactly. So can you imagine trying to do all the different things when you're you're holding that much stress? You can't be having... Um, these symptoms and not be experiencing the stress that goes along with it. Um, it, It's going to take away from your quality of life. And one thing that I, I keep thinking, like we love our spouses. We, we don't look at men the same way. We don't think that they should be having these young buff muscular bodies. We love them for who they are. So why can't we start loving ourselves for who we are? Why do we want to change what we look like? Yes. And that's, you know, that's a, that's a point that's very near and dear to my heart too, because I, when I, I have a couple of clients I've been working with on this. And, and one of the things was, but I used to be like this when I was in my 30s and it was so easy and I could just do these things. And I think, well, what was your life like in your 30s? Well, I wasn't married. I didn't have children. I didn't have a stressful job. You know, add on, add on, add on. It's great to celebrate that woman who we yeah. were. And it's important to celebrate that woman who we are. But it's even more important to celebrate the woman we are today. So if we have to grieve yeah. for her and let her go, that's okay because it's a it's a transition, right? This is a whole new phase of life, but there's yeah. no reason that we can't embrace it and think about all the wisdom and experience that you have now and the pressures to to have kids and do all the things and the and the PTA um meetings and the and the kid activities, you know, maybe you want to do those with your grandkids now, but that pressure isn't there. So think of the freedom that could potentially be there to do things that bring you joy and the things that you put off because you were so busy taking care of everyone else. And I know you're engaging in some of those activities for yourself. You've got art that you like to do and you just had a really beautiful trip. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it is, you're exactly right. So finding time to do the things that I love, finding who I am again, um, when your kids are old and they're grown, they're not in your house anymore. You're not you're not a full time mom anymore. So your sense of who you are changes. Um, when those changes happen, you have to start, you know, digging in. What what does Lisa like to do? What does um, what makes me tick? Um, where do I want to spend my energy? So it's it can be scary when you're not sure what to do and where to go and but it's also fabulous that I can start doing all these different things that, you know, they're fun. They're pretty memorable for sure. 
for sure. And it's it's a it's more now about experiences than than the things. And we're we're going to go to a break in a couple of minutes, but I'd really love to dive into this a bit deeper because I think our identity is such an important piece of this process. And until we can understand that it's okay to let go of who that woman was before this trans transition started gives us a better chance to get to know who we want to become as we go through this so that we're not left with this feeling of what do I do now? I mean, I don't know about you, but I certainly had that. It's like nobody ever told me I had to think about who I wanted to be or you know, but I say who I, what I wanted to be when I grew up. Yeah. Kim says me too. I mean, we don't, we just don't talk about these things. So I, I appreciate your, your sharing all of that. And um, so we've been talking about some of the symptoms that you're going to, that you might experience. We've been talking about the shift in identity. We're going to dive more into that when we come back from the break. And then we're going to talk about some exciting things like what can you do? Because I know we're talking about, well, this happens, that happens, and you don't have any control over it. And we go through all of these things with our body. But the fact is you do, you may not have control over the symptoms, but you have control over different strategies you can put into place to help mitigate them, or at least put a plan in place to navigate menopause a little bit more smoothly. So I'm Julie Medace, your host here on For the Health of It with special guest Lisa Austin. We're having this amazing conversation about your beautiful aging body here on the Inspired Choices Network. Don't forget to come and join us live if you'd like to in the chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com forward slash chat room. And we will look forward to speaking some more about this after the break. Do you know that health and vitality are your body's natural state of being? Is that what your life feels like? Or do you feel like that's more of a pipe dream than an achievable goal? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing those not so fun changes to your body or lacking energy and worrying about the side effects of aging, wishing you could fit back into your clothes, it is time for you to learn how to change it all. When you tune into For the Health of It with Master Health Coach Julie Medesi, you'll learn how to regain your sense of badassery so you can navigate midlife like a boss. Listen to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi, Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time, and 7 Pacific Time, and 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is For the Health of It with Julie Medesi. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to julie at evexiahealth.com. That's J-U-L-I at E-V-E-X-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And now, back to the program. 
All right. Welcome back to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Julie Medesi. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network with guest Lisa Austin, and we are talking about your beautiful aging body. If you're interested in getting some more support with your beautiful aging body, I highly recommend you check out buildabodyyoulove.com. That's buildabodyyoulove.com. I'd love to welcome you into the program to help you navigate some of these changes. And we bring in guest experts like Lisa to help get different perspectives, different expertise, because let's face it, we can't go through this alone. It doesn't make sense to go through this alone. There's too much to learn, too much to know, too much to understand. And I think that's someplace that we all fall short because we're so used to taking care of everybody and everything else first, we forget that we deserve that same kind of support too. So let's talk some more about that. We're talking about before the break, our the transition, our new identity, some of the things that we can actually embrace as we as we go forward in this transition. Um, so so let's let's talk a little bit more about that. Is there anything is there any particular piece of advice you would give a woman coming into this part of her life that's saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind." I would start off by saying, "Take a deep breath. It's okay. <laughs> you there there <laughs> there's there's people here to help." Um it's there well I I could go off on so many different tangents here. Um, but first off, you know, learning how to accept yourself. Um, I can say that when I first started coming into menopause, I started feeling like, oh, I'm coming to that stage of my life. And I'm thinking that, you know, that's what old people are. Mm-hmm. But I had to have the realization, and I actually just had this realization about, about a month ago. And I'm going to say that my grandma was 96 when she passed away. Um, my aunt is already 92. And so the women in my family have a tendency to live long lives. I'm 50. I've still got another 40 some odd years of being postmenopausal. So it's looking at it as a, a way of it's not a death sentence. It's just another chapter. So it's like, how do I want this next chapter to look like and doing my best to to build what that is. And my my sister said to me on a few different occasions, it's like I have this knack for being able to reinvent myself. And it's something that anybody can do. It's just sitting down. It's like, what do you want? If you don't know, take some time and kind of figure that out. What do you want to do? What haven't you done that you you know, you look forward to. So even just starting there. That's a, that's a great point because we think, oh, I'm too old for this. I can't, it's too late to start that. I didn't get into, I I mean, I became a holistic health practitioner 12 years ago, I think, but I was long into an HR career and I didn't think I could make a change. People told me I was no good at science and who am I to study nutrition? And when we moved to Italy, I finally thought, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And I started health coaching. I'm 59 now and I love this work. I feel like 
this was my calling and part of me, same thing, reinventing, thinking, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Why didn't I start it sooner? But I had to learn who I was. I couldn't have started yeah. it sooner. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. I, I didn't start being uh, like I started out as a personal trainer um, 2012. So 11 years ago. I started because of all the things that happened to me. It was initially because I was in a car accident. I needed how I needed to fix me. That's mm-hmm. what we had to have something to solve in order to, to try to learn something. Otherwise, it's not going to stick. It's not going to uh, appeal to us. So mm-hmm. it's having that reason to learn, to, to find more information. So seeking that out. Um, you know, we already talked about this, everybody is going to react differently to the changes. Mine was a drastic drop in estrogen. And we we know that our hormones are going to fluctuate as we go down. So it's not just one hormone dropping. But Mm -hmm. the, the different that was the main hormone for me that really blew up my, my symptoms. Uh, I'm sure there's different ones that um, are going to show up if progesterone is the main one that's going to cause some of these different things. But it's, you know, taking a step back, doing those little things that we can do to to calm ourselves, because everything is going to come back to what we're we're doing on a day to day. So, right. And and that. And like you said before, that self-acceptance is such a critical piece so that instead of beating ourselves up, like, why can't I figure this out? Or why can't I go through it? Be curious. Hmm, that's interesting. When did that, um, when did that start? Or, you know, when did, what is this supposed to mean? Or, yeah, I don't remember feeling that before. Um, Yeah, so Kim wants to know how you knew which hormones really affected you I think it depends on your doctor for a start doesn't it it does for sure so um estrogen I know estrogen is one of our main hormones for keeping us lubricated keeping our uh oils in our skin the the plumpness that we are we're going to sense um so I also want to say it's that's one of the main ones that has to do with our base. Oh, I can't even say the word. I, I tried to say the word and it just goes away. Uh, a visa motor for the hot flashes. That's sure. An estrogen decline. Um, the, the soreness in the joints, um, like there's no lubrication there anymore. That went away. So actually, when I realized that it was estrogen, it was when I start they put me on hormonal replacement therapy so I'm on estradiol and a low dose of it so Mm -hmm. I had a hysterectomy so I am I don't need progesterone so when I started taking the estrogen all these things started getting better that was one of the main reasons that I knew that most of these things were estrogen related for me yeah and I I think a lot of it one of the major symptoms that a lot of women face that's frustrating is the the brain fog and that lack of focus, lack of ability to finish a thought, you know, and and you and I talked about this already, having that point where you're almost stuttering or missing words in in sentences. And, And 
because that can be a symptom of so many different things, we don't always know that it's menopause related and we get really worried and afraid of it. And the good thing is that even if you're not in a position because yeah, like Kim says, I'm constantly thinking, what the heck is the matter with me? Mm-hmm. And and the the good news is there's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. Um, the bad news is there's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. And it it's being curious and and being scientific and experimenting with different options to see what works for you. And even if you are not a candidate for hormone replacement therapy, because a lot of women aren't for a variety of reasons, um, you can make dietary changes, you can make lifestyle changes. And I, I think the biggest one, and Lisa, we've talked about this, is, is managing stress. Yeah. Prioritizing sleep. A lot of times that's yeah. one of the first things that we give up on because we're trying to do it all. Um, you know, maybe you're stressed out through the day and you try to get everything done in the evening. So you stay up until 12, one o'clock in the morning, and then you're up at four or five o'clock in the morning and wondering why you're so tired and you're trying to do it all over again. You know, our, our bodies can't handle that. It yeah. simply can't. Well, there's so many restorative processes that happen when we sleep and our body has to have that time. And it's easy to say that's important. Prioritize sleep. What do you do when you're having hot flashes and night sweats? I think the the easiest remedy there, if you can call it a remedy, is to learn some breathing techniques, learn some relaxation techniques, because even if you're not sleeping, if you're getting rest, it can help. Um, and and if you get to the point where you're anxious because you can't fall asleep, go into a different room so that your bedroom doesn't become this place of fear of those symptoms and not being able to get the sleep that you need. Um, but we can talk more about those specific options um, in a minute. Sure. What, what else would you say, like, prioritizing sleep, managing stress. I think those two, if you can get those two in a good place, it will have such a ripple. Yeah. Snowball effect on everything else. Cause that's, if we're getting enough sleep, that's going to help balance out some of those hormones that make us hungry and make us want to eat, um, make us able to better choose better um, food choices. So Mm -hmm. there's, it's a snowball effect starting at the simplest place of um getting sleep starting fresh and then start making your choices and decisions from there yeah and and one of the things that nobody wants to hear of course is that when we don't prioritize sleep we never actually catch up we no. can, our bodies will adjust but there's no such thing as actually catching up and it's really important for your brain health number 1 And the other thing is when you're constantly stressed and your cortisol levels are raised, your body's going to prefer it. Not only are you going to crave things that are not necessarily supportive of your health, but your body's going to deposit fat preferentially around your midsection if you're constant chronic stress, which doesn't help when we're already having that little extra storage with with menopause to help our estrogen levels. So... um, 
we're we're going to go to our last break here in a moment. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other strategies that you can use to help you navigate some of these symptoms. And we want to make sure that we leave you on a positive note because even though these may be uncharted waters for some people and it may be, you know, however you whatever analogy you want to use, right? Stormy seas. Um it's it's not, it's something everybody goes through. Everyone with functioning ovaries is going to go through this. And so understanding it better and having a strategy in place to help you navigate it is going to be critical for determining how smoothly that goes for you because you can influence it to a certain degree. You can have an impact on how that happens for you. Um, so again, I, we're here on For the Health of It with our special guest, Lisa Austin, and we are talking about your beautiful aging body and all those exciting things that happen during the menopausal years, perimenopause, postmenopause, it's all good. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some strategies. We're going to talk about the silver lining. We're going to talk a little bit more about self-acceptance and self-love what that might look like for you because it isn't a pipe dream i promise so stay tuned we'll be back shortly on for the health of it on the inspired choices network do you know that health and vitality are your body's natural state of being is that what your life feels like or do you feel like that's more of a pipe dream than an achievable goal if you're a woman over 40 experiencing those not so fun changes to your body or lacking energy and worrying about the side effects of aging wishing you could fit back into your clothes, it is time for you to learn how to change it all. When you tune into For the Health of It with Master Health Coach Julie Medesi, you'll learn how to regain your sense of badassery so you can navigate midlife like a boss. Listen to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time, and 7 Pacific Time, and 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is For the Health of It with Julie Medesi. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to julie at evexiahealth.com. That's J-U-L-I at E-V-E-X-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And now, back to the program. Welcome back to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Julie Medesi. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network, and today we're chatting with guest Lisa Austin and talking about this glorious phase of life called menopause. Next week, please be sure to tune in because we are going to carry this forward a little bit. The next episode is going to be all about self-care, putting the me in menopause. And I can't wait to get into this deeper because as Lisa and I are already discussing, it's something, you know, and Sheree in the in the chat just said, you know, this is an important topic to discuss. Um, her mother never talked about it much and claimed it didn't affect her at all. My mother went through early menopause like you because she had a hysterectomy. We didn't have hormone replacement back then. But we, you know, some of the things that that we do have control over are the way we treat ourselves, the way we manage our stress, the way we manage our sleep. And so we're going to talk some more about some of those things. Embracing the silver lining because there is one, I promise. And uh and navigating some of these things with grace and ease. 
So we talked about sleep. We talked about stress. What else has been a, has there been something else that's been a game changer for you? Besides hormone replacement therapy and those things, it's uh, putting myself first, um, being okay and forgiving myself for not being able to do it all. 100%. It, that was, that's got to be the biggest thing is forgiving myself for not being able to do it all. So huge. How, how many of us feel like I should be able, if I just try, if I just push harder, if I just, if I just, that word just needs to be removed from our vocabulary because there's no, and should, <laughs> yes, just and should. I always say we should all over ourselves. We can't do that anymore because this is such a prime time of life. Think about all the possibilities, the classes you've always wanted to take, the hobbies you've always wanted to spend more time on, the traveling you've always wanted to do. And sometimes that's not an option. I understand finances can play a part of that, but it doesn't mean you can't still have those rich experiences, especially now. And I, I'm just... I've seen some of your artwork, Lisa, and it's just spectacular. How did you get into that as, as a hobby? Has that always been something for you? It has. Um, I, I have been drawing in some form since I was young enough to even remember. Um, I've always been creative, but a lot of people in my family are quite creative and we have these um, different outlets. Um, so it's drawing uh, creating anything and whether it's painting or the different types of artwork, it's very therapeutic for me. Um, anytime I'm doing a drawing, it's hyper-focused and the rest of the world doesn't exist. And it is so relaxing. And when I'm done, it's like such a sense of accomplishment. I did that. No one else can do that. And it doesn't matter if someone else doesn't like it. I love it. So, yeah, it, it does a lot of great things for me. It's awesome. And, it, you know, it's one of those things. I think we don't give ourselves permission, right? We feel guilty. Self-care feels selfish um, yeah. when it actually needs to be priority number one. But but self-care looks different for everyone. And I you know, talking about you've always been creative. I've never considered myself a creative person. I've been told I'm not a creative person. And yet I make natural cosmetics and I like to garden and I like to write and I like to do all kinds of different things. Your gifts and skills and talents may look different than what you think they should look like, than what other people tell you they are. Um, and this is a time of life when we can really embrace these things and express them and learn what they are, learn how to express them. Um, some other positives. Let's talk about some other positives of, of menopause. There are more than just a few. Um, we, well, have, besides we have not wisdom having, lines now. <laughs> we have wisdom lines, yes. Um, we don't have to worry about our cycle anymore. Like that's the first and foremost, like we don't have to worry about that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, can't say I can't say I miss it. No. And I want to say that there's also uh, my, my sister said it to me once when you hit 40, something just changes. 
And I never understood it until I can't even remember what course I was doing, but it was actually our hormones shift just a little bit. So our give a damn gets busted. We just don't give a damn as much anymore. It's like, who cares? Just let it be. So that kind of changes. That's another (laughs) bonus. Yeah, Kim, you have less reps to give. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think, you know, we've we've been taught to just be kind, be nice, be, you know, take care of everyone else. And it's high time to say, you know what, it's my turn. Because that doesn't mean only me, it means me too. Because why are you less deserving than anyone else of all that kindness and, and goodness that you share? Yeah, 100%. but there's also the tolerance, the BS tolerance just really goes out the window. <laughs> yeah, and then we start surrounding ourselves with other people that are like us. And it yeah. that's just adding to your cup rather than always giving from it. Yeah, yeah. I someone posted recently that, you know, when you have a cup of coffee and someone bumps into your arm and you say, what happened? They say, well, they bumped into my arm and made me spill my coffee. No, the coffee, you had a cup full of coffee and the coffee spilled. And the more we have in our cup, our emotional cup, our mental cup, our self-care cup, the less we care, the better it is that things spill out and spill over, right? Um, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually was wanting to bring that up myself. I saw that the other day. And it's whatever is in the cup is what's going to spill over. So we can choose what's going to be in that cup. So that can be our self-care, our our love, our compassion. So when someone bumps us, we can let that spill over into those relationships. And we can spread that around just a little bit more. Isn't that lovely? And there's a lot of it to, and there's a lot of it to give. And, you know, a few, a few other things I think that are important to bear in mind is, what you eat does affect the way you experience menopause. So if you're eating a lot of highly processed foods, your body is going to not have the fuel to respond as effectively as it might if you're eating more whole unprocessed foods. But even that, I've said before, healthy food isn't necessarily healthy for everyone. Um, We both, Lisa and I have talked before, we both have food sensitivities that we didn't, maybe we didn't even have before. And it's a time of life where we really need to start tuning into our body and listening to our body because it wants to give us these gifts. It's giving us those notifications. It's, it's giving us the information that we need to make changes. Yeah. And it's, it's our, it's not only our responsibility, but it's our gift to get to learn how to listen to those. Lisa, thank you so much. This has flown by. I can't believe we're done already. You have been listening to For the Health of It on the Inspired Choices Network. I want to thank Lisa Austin for being here as a lovely guest. And we will see you next week talking about self-care, putting the me in menopause. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to For the Health of It with Julie Medesi. Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time, 8 Mountain Time, and 7 Pacific Time at 4 p.m. in Italy on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, remember, you can build a body you love living in, one small step at a time.